Are you ready to grow in your faith? On this show, you will hear people's stories of the trials they've been through and how God was faithful through it all. Sit back and be inspired with your host, Shasta. Hi, I'm Shasta. This episode is going to be amazing. It's going to be an opportunity for you to grow in your faith. I have Josiah. He's a TikTok star from Arizona. He'll be sharing his testimony of how God took him from a broken wreckage and made him whole again. He literally went from a partier living in Las Vegas to a preacher. It is incredible what God can do if you trust him with your life. And I'm so, so excited to have Josiah share his story. And I hope that you are taught, healed, or inspired by it. Thank you so much for joining us, Josiah. Yeah, thanks, Shasta. I'm super pumped to be able to join you. Uh, and for the first first one, right? So I know, first uh, one. It's amazing. <laughs> let's get it. I'm super pumped. Yeah, so we're actually TikTok friends. He posts some incredible content of just encouraging people. And sometimes it has music, sometimes it has different words. Um, he does a lot of preaching videos. Some of them have went viral. Yeah, that's a, a pretty crazy thing to think that videos that just come to me, uh, it's wild, the, the power of social media, right? Do you remember the first video that went viral for you? I do. It was uh, it was a like a remix of uh, of oceans that I did. I like rapped to it, and I made it at like two o'clock in the morning. I was super inspired, and as soon as I posted it, I woke up the next day and it was like a few hundred thousand views, and then it went all the way up to like seven million people. It was like pretty wild. Incredible. I remember my first one too. Randomly, I downloaded TikTok as a joke. That's how we all start. And one day God told me to pull over. I was on a lunch break. I pulled over to a bank and he told me to pray. I was like, there's no way I'm praying on camera. That is so weird. But I did it. I posted it and I, I got off work and it was almost up to a half a million people by that point. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> and I, I, I just kept doing whatever I felt the, the spirit lead me to do. And it's brought me to where I am today. And that sounds that's exactly what happened to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild thing. And, and cool. it's a cool kind of it's a cool lesson that you learn as well, because I recognize that the videos that I do when I'm just following the spirits like inclinations those are the ones that like reach so many different people so it's a it's a cool practice as well to to partner up with the lord it hasn't always been that way for you because you haven't always been a christian so what was life like for you before you found tiktok before you even found god yeah super wild my story really goes back to my birth uh i was adopted at birth um, my, uh, my, uh, biological parents, they were approached, uh, my biological mom one day was approached by her brother. Um, and he said that him and his wife couldn't have kids. And so my biological father, who was uh, a man of, of faith, um, he believed that children belong to God before they belonged to him. And so he and my mom, they prayed over it and they made an agreement that they would give me away at birth uh, to my aunt and my uncle and that my aunt and my uncle would raise me as their own child. Wow, and you just gave me God bumps. I had no idea. Yeah. When and did so, they tell you about this? Like how old were you when you found out? 
Yeah, and that's the crazy kind of wild story that I have gone through. Uh, at 16 years old, I found out that I was adopted and I found out out of anger. So I was a pretty mischievous kid growing up in school, doing a lot of crazy things, cutting school and all of those kind of things. Um, and I found out out of anger uh, from my from my aunt. She said uh, something along the lines of, you are not my son. And in hearing those words at 16 years old, you could imagine it literally, my world blew up to the point where I, I just thought that the people who raised me for 16 years, all of these different things, and I wanted to meet my biological family at 16 years old. And so um, I, uh, I met my biological family. It was, a, it was a really cool experience and awkward at the same time. I met, I met my five other siblings, uh, my three brothers and two sisters. And I met my bi biological mom and dad. Uh, and my dad, again, being a man of his faith, he, he sat us down. He read scripture over us and he prayed over us. And for me, not being raised in a Christian household, I thought it was weird, <laughs> right? It was a weird experience for me, but I had a great time meeting my siblings. And so I lost track with them for a few years. Um, I met up again with them at 23 years old. Uh, at that time, I was working in the nightclub industry in Las Vegas as a bouncer. And all I cared about was money, sex, alcohol, reckless living in my life. And I was super lost. Um, I met up again with my biological family at 23 for my oldest brother's wedding. At that time, I didn't know how to interact with my family. I didn't know what to call my mom and my dad. I didn't know. I can't imagine. It's like a movie. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to call my siblings. And it was a wild experience. And again, just like when I was 16, my dad sat us down, he read scripture, and he prayed over us. Still kind of awkward, but I had a great time with my siblings again. And then uh, in 2017, uh, I was uh, 33 years old at that time. Uh, my oldest sister uh, reached out to me and she said, hey, my family, me and my family's coming out to Las Vegas for a little bit, would love to see you. I sat down with my biological sister. We had the first adult conversation that we've ever had in our entire lives. And I got to meet my niece and my nephew for the very first time. And in realizing that I was an uncle, it really like blew my mind, right? That, like, was, that just happened to me. My nephew is actually Josiah, which is wow. great. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But that and was yeah. because I got married. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Well, it's a, it's a wild feeling, right? To be yeah. able to recognize, wow. I'm an, I'm an aunt or I'm an uncle. And so during that dinner, my sister revealed to me that our dad had cancer. And so she said, dad would like to see you for Easter Sunday. And so I said, great, I will come out there to Arizona for Easter. Uh, I, I made my way to Arizona Easter Sunday. Uh, had a great time with my family for the first time in my entire life that I feel like, wow, these are my siblings. And we went again, just like when I was 16 and 23, my dad sat us down, he read scripture and he prayed over us. 
And of course, Easter Sunday comes around and he has us go to church and we're a huge family. So it's me, all of my siblings, my mom and my dad, and all of my nieces and nephews, a massive family. We're taking up two rows in the church and I'm sitting next to my dad. I watch and witness an incredible Easter service. And the one thing that happened that completely changed my life was as I was sitting there, the pastor comes up and he looks into the audience and he's talking about God and Jesus. And he asks the question, he says, what kind of person would give their son away? And um, when he asked that question, I'm sitting next to my biological father who gave me away. And the pastor said, the kind of person who would give his son away is the kind of person who has love for the world. And in that instant, uh, 33 years of frustration and anger and confusion came crumbling down. All of the walls came tumbling down. And in tears next to my father, uh, I realized that God had called me to be in that moment, right then and there in that moment in time. At that moment, I gave my life to Jesus and I thought that things would be amazing, right? Things were amazing at that point. But 10 days later, my father passed away from cancer. And so I experienced the most incredible moments of my life, coupled with the most tragic moment of my life. But what I recognize in my dad is that I barely spent less than three days with my biological father over the course of 33 years. But by the way that he lived his life and modeled it, it led me to Christ. And so powerful. powerful. Yeah. And I made a decision at that point that I would fully give of myself to the Lord. Uh, and as I, you know, continue to reflect even to this day over the course of the many years of my life, I can see God's hand with me every single step of the way. And so people ask me, Josiah, why are you so fired up for the Lord? Um, I tell him because he's completely changed my life around and I can't fully explain it to you. Um, but what I do know is that every single word that I read, when I read his word, it confirms the very things that he's promised. It, it is confirmed through my life. Wow. Did you ever have a moment where you felt like you wanted to go back to your old life or has, has it all just been different since then? Yeah, I can't tell you that it's been easy. <laughs> I will say that, um, you know, my first, um, and even to this day, there's still challenges that I face on a day-to-day -day basis that I continue to get strengthened by the Lord in. But in the very first, in the very beginning stages of my walk, I recognized just how lost I was, just how reckless I was. And and I knew that I needed to turn from those things, but, but I built such a, such a history in Las Vegas and friends and all of these things, right? People who knew me as one particular way, but in Christ, I was an, I'm a new creation, right? And I'm living differently. And so there was this tension that was, that was present. Um, but I did, but I, I was so, and even to this day, I'm so heavily invested in who God is developing me into being. Um, that I'm not so concerned about what others from my past think about me. Um, and 
absolutely. It's not, you know, it's a, it's a daily kind of decision that I have to make to keep pressing into the Lord because like that old life is just like, right. The enemy wants to make me believe that that identity that I used to have is still me. Right. And so there's that constant, uh, battle on a daily, I would say. Um, and yeah, there's definitely a, a lot of lessons over the course of the last four years that I've been here in, uh, in, in Arizona and with my family and in Christ. But I mean, he strengthens me every day. You think back to your old self. I know for me, when I think about my past, it, it's very humbling, but also the devil likes to use that to tear you down a lot. And I know that happens to me. In those moments where you feel like you're worthless, that you're defined by your past, what do you remind yourself? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that that comes up to mind is I have to remember where my source is, that, that my focus is always on the Lord. And yes, even my best friends look at me and they're like, come on, man, like that ain't you, right? Like that... I, I know, I know the real you, right? Like, like that's what they will try to remind me, but, but I'm clear on who I am and I'm confident in who I am in Christ. And I just continue to just remind myself that it's not about the right here, right now that I'm living for. I'm living for an eternity with, with the almighty. And so when I think about my life now in light of eternity, um, I choose eternity rather than the temple. <laughs> me too me yeah. too it's not easy to forgive yourself though when I think about God's forgiveness I know that he forgives us as far as the east is from the west but doing it for yourself ah it's one of the hardest things yeah I agree it's it's hard to well it's hard for me <laughs> it's challenging to forgive myself also because it's challenging for me to forgive others right uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I mean, don't get it twisted. I mean, the, the, there's tendencies that still remain, right, on a daily basis. That exactly. I have but Jesus never promised us that life was going to be easy or that it was going to be perfect. He told us that there were going to be challenges, that there were going to be hardships, but he promised us that he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. And looking back on your life, was there a moment looking back now where you, you know that God's hand was over your life? Oh yeah, even even before I knew him. I mean, I lived such a reckless life in Las Vegas, right? Like I I used to like I I, w- I was so broke at one point where I would steal groceries to put food on the table. Um I used to steal cars. Like I used to do a whole bunch of things that I probably should be in prison, locked away for good, right? And I, I just think about all of the different things that God has pulled me from, has rescued me from, like even relationships, right? Relationships and, and, and all of these different things that God has, his hand was in. He was like, nope, that's not where I'm placing you. I'm putting you and positioning you right here so that you can be right here with me. And so- The path he had for you. He had a purpose for you. Right. Even before you were born, when you were in your mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And that's the powerful thing. And like, like I was saying, the words that I read every single day in his word reminds me like, yes, I mean, it's confirmed through the life that I'm living. So 
What advice do you have for somebody who is in that situation right now where they feel like nothing is going to get better? They are the worst person that has ever walked this planet and they hate themselves. They hate the people around them and they just want things to end. Yeah, so I think uh, a big thing is taking a look at where our current reality is, right? Taking a look at where we truly are in our heart, in our mindset. Um, you know, like even when you say, you know, I'm like the worst person in the world, right? Um, Paul even said he is the chief sinner, right? He recognized that he was the worst. And when we could even recognize, man, I, I literally am the worst. I but, said that to myself yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but God, right? But God, yes, God. amen. Being rich in mercy, right? And so that, and, and recognizing that this grace that God offers is beyond what we could ever even imagine. I can't even comprehend because it doesn't make sense. And this is why I think many people don't get it. It does not make sense for God to have the kind of grace that he does for me, right? And, and But he gives it. And the fact that he gives it freely and all I got to do is just receive it, you know? Yeah. If we could all love like Jesus, this world would be a lot different. I yeah. even question myself sometimes. I'm like, ooh, you got to forgive them. <laughs> the, the unsaved Shasta shows up. <laughs> hey, I still struggle. I ain't perfect just because I'm a Christian does not mean that I don't still struggle with sin. And I, I think once we can start being transparent and authentic about who we are, that's when the real healing begins. That's when the real growth starts. Because if we're living in lies, we can't progress forward like that. Yeah. Well, we and, can't hide from God. And that's the thing, right? Like people, people are approaching or people are entering into the throne room of God with a facade on. God can't change what's not real. He can't become like a Facebook. We only show what we want to show. That's right. That's right. And authenticity and vulnerability is the pathway to get there, right? Honesty before the Lord and before others is the way to be able to get healing. And not only are you a TikTok star, but you're also a youth pastor, correct? I am. So when I came to Christ, uh, I decided that I wanted to serve. Um, I didn't know where in the church I wanted to serve. Um, I said, well, maybe let me give this like youth ministry thing a shot. Um, walked in, hated it. I literally walked in my first day and got hit with the roll of toilet paper. So it was like, not for me. You're like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. But, uh, I decided to go back, give it another shot. Uh, sat down with a group of freshman boys uh, this was four years ago, uh, and fell madly in love with these guys. Um, our group went from uh, six guys to now over 34 guys. Wow, uh, that's amazing. And, and this year they are seniors, um, and they're going to be graduating, and yeah. Great. And not only do you do that as well, but you post a lot about health. So you're on this health journey as well. And I know that has like a spiritual connection. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So yeah, I, you know, prior to even knowing the Lord, I was uh, 358 pounds at my heaviest. 
So when I came to the Lord, I was like, I'm gonna just change my whole life around. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get things together. I'm gonna get my finances together. And I'm just gonna change my whole life around. So I ended up losing 150 pounds, uh, started my own health coaching business. And um, yeah, it's a really cool thing because uh, that is also my ministry. A lot of people come to me and they wanna lose some weight, but I give them a heavy dose of Jesus while they're at it. And so- There you go, there you go. I know, I always see your posts and I'm like, I need some of that. <laughs> it must have been hard though it must have took a lot of self-control to to change that part of your your life yeah well and there's so many parallels between a health journey and our spiritual walk right there are things you must cut off and be done with right there are some things to step into and walk in um, you've got to have a vision for your life so compelling that it pulls you out of bed it's the same thing with our faith, right? Our faith, when it's so clear, it compels us, it pulls us out of bed in the morning. And so there's so many different parallels. And so I think it was fitting that I went through my health journey alongside while I was walking with the Lord because they, they really worked together hand in hand. And many of us are living complacent lives. Like we're, we're just, we're getting, we're getting comfortable. We're okay with with how we are, but God wants us to continue to grow. And something that I always think about and I always remind myself of is that people love the idea of the Bible, but not the Bible itself. Mm -hmm. And I always tell myself that social media is like junk food. Like, yeah, it's good, but it's not the best thing for you. And then I think of like the Bible and like praying and like worship, like it's like vegetables, all right? Like we need it, like, like our body, we need it. But at the same time, it's not always the funnest thing to do. But the long-term effects, if you stick to it, man, does it pay off. Yeah. And that's where vision comes in, right? Again, you've got to have a, a vision for your life so compelling that it pulls you out of bed in the morning. And when it comes to my spiritual walk, that vision is, like I mentioned before, an eternity with the most high God, right? Uh, and for me, my vision for my physical health also was in preparation for my future wife and having children, right? And being able to effectively do the thing that God has called me to do um, in good health. Now, God knows when he's gonna pull the plug and call me home, but at the very least, I'm gonna do my very best to live my very best while I'm here. Thank you for leading by example because uh, you're inspiring me already. I need to go get on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> But you you live such a busy life, though. You have lots of different hats going on. How do you make time for Jesus? Yeah, that's great. So I get this question a lot. Um, I'm super protective of my morning time and my evening time. So I those are my structures. Like, those are rocks in my day. So I wake up every single morning and I'm spending my time in the word. I'm spending my time in prayer. I'm spending my time in solitude before the sun goes up. And then in the evening time, like from 9 p.m. to 10.30, that's my wind down like time with the Lord. I'll either 
just be in prayer or sometimes I'll watch a sermon. I'll do a little bit of reading maybe, but really, or I'll do a little reflection. Like that's my time to kind of reflect upon my day and see where God's hand is moving. And I take an account of the entire day. And so I'm like, I'm really protective of those times. Now, sure, we can all say, yeah, well, I'm walking with the Lord throughout the entire day. True, very true. But I'm so, again, I'm so protective of how I begin my day and how I end my day. I feel like if I can begin my day really well and end my day on a really great note, everything else in between is just the in-between, right? Like a lot of people talk about like the messy middle, which is fine. That's life going through that. But I have things really structured um, and it's taken some time to get there. But in the, in the time that I've gotten into that practice, it has really helped me um, be filled in the beginning of the day and be so humbled and grateful by the end of my day. That's so smart because a lot of people use the excuse of, I don't have time. I mean, can we all just raise our hands of how many people we have heard say that excuse? I know I have said that about working out or, um, I mean, we could use that for anything, but especially when it comes to God and, and he really should come first. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked us for our first fruits, right? He asked us for the very best of our day. So that's why I'm really big on that morning time before the world begins to influence my mind and take my time. I'm giving it to God, right? First thing in the morning. I, I love doing that too. I got to have some coffee along with that. <laughs> coffee and Jesus. Yes, yes. I actually have a sign for my future house that says coffee and Jesus. And <laughs> that's going to be my space. TikTok star to TikTok star. I have a question for you. And this is like really, really important. It is so difficult not to post just a post because you know for the likes of the followers and the views how do you remain focused on what God wants you to do um, even when sometimes you get hate for it or it's not exactly what TikTok wants to push out for us yeah that's a great question um, I think I think God calls us to be consistent in the things that we do right and so uh, I post what I post and I leave it up to God to the people that he desires to reach through those posts, whether it's five people, whether it's 500, whether, whether it's 5 million, I leave it up to him. I'm just going to be faithful in the platform that he's given me. That's all we can do. And you do such a great job at sharing the gospel and sharing what Jesus has done in your life. How can other people do the exact same thing as you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is simply the, the great commandment, right? Love God, love people, and just do that really well. Um, and, and, and living the gospel, not just talking about it or preaching it but actually having their life bear the fruit of one who follows Jesus. I think that is the greatest thing. And that is one of the biggest challenges that we face as a church is many people who, who are non-believers look at the church and they say, wow, what hypocrites, right? What hypocrites in this church? And yes, great. The church is full of hypocrites. There's always room for more, right? At the, in, in, <laughs> 
But the thing is, is if we can, if we can offer our, our lives, just talking about it um, and bear the fruit of those who follow Jesus, um, that is the greatest way that we can share the gospel. You can share the gospel through TikTok, through your Facebook, through your Instagram, but you can also do it by helping the old lady across the street, right? By, by, by giving an encouraging word to a widow or, or somebody who needs it, right? The, the gospel is meant to be lived out on a day-to-day -day basis. Amen. If somebody wants to start their health journey or their spiritual walk with God, what advice do you have for somebody to get started? Um, first thing that I would say is seek out somebody who has gone the distance to where you want to be, whether it's your physical health or whether it's your spiritual walk, find somebody who bears the fruit again, who has bared the fruit, who is walking the path. They don't have to be perfect, but they are on that path or have gone down that path um, and ask them for support. Um, and the other piece is just go for it get started. I think so many people overthink it and wait too long um, rather than just going for it. This has been such an incredible time hearing more about you. I'm not going to be able to look at you the same on TikTok anymore. I'm going to be like, wow, he's got a huge story behind him. And I hope you just continue to share it. Um, if you could go back and change anything about your life, would you? Not a single thing. That's a... exactly how I would answer because you know what? everything has a purpose. What the enemy meant for evil, God can still use it for good. So even if I could go back and change my past, I wouldn't. And people might think I'm crazy, but I'm so glad you answered it that way. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll be a little taller if I could. <laughs> we'll leave that for a different discussion. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Josiah, for sharing your story. And if you want to share your story, please go to shastajourney.com. I'd love to have you come on and share more about who you are and what God has brought you through. Um, go look up Josiah on all social media platforms and hear more about him. Reach out to him if you need help with your health journey or if you want to know more about how to be an incredible man of God. Josiah is a really great example and so is his father. So thank you so much for listening and join us next Friday for Faith Friday and hear a new story for an opportunity to grow in your faith. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Shasta's Journey Show. To be inspired daily in your faith, follow Shasta's Journey on social media. Join Shasta next Friday for another opportunity to grow in your faith.